Welcome to the Realtor Fight Club, a podcast for realtors where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for realtors to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Realtor Fight Club. I'm happily joined by my friend, Jen Mertland. What's up, Jen? What's up? I'm fired up today because I just had to go to a round table closing. Oh my God. (laughs) When was the last time you did that? Oh, usually Alan is here. So never. Alan needs to get back from the beach. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, I'm fired up about that. Good, good, good. Well, we're so happy to have you, our listeners, here again. We appreciate you joining in and hope that every single episode you take a little nugget and it helps you figure out exactly what path you're on and what is the most authentic path to you so that you can have real genuine success. That's what this is all about. There's more than one way to have success in this business. And we hope when you tune in here, it helps you get clarity around that. So today, Jen and I are going to be duking it out over this question. Is geographical farming dead? So is geo farming dead? Is it still a viable marketing option? What do you, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go? I mean, let me take a, let me take a page out of your book. (laughs) No, it is not a viable option. What? Monica. No, no. That doesn't even make, first of all, I think people would be shocked to find you say that and me to say that it is viable. Let's like take a moment of silence for this turn of events. So the relationship-based agent is going to say, oh yeah, go try to build relationships with a piece of paper and a freaking newsletter. Do you even know what a geo farm is? Like, yeah. Isn't that (laughs) what you're doing? Like farming a neighborhood? Isn't that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. You're building relationships with the people in the neighborhood. With a piece of paper that you send them every so often? Okay, look, so that's where people can go wrong. So yeah, I think that most people are like, okay, how do you do a geo a geographic farm? So usually for just a point of clarification, this is like no more than 500 homes, ideally about a 300 home community or radius, okay? okay. Most people in the old days, you used to do once a month mailings. And I think that's what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. dumb. What, what, what are, okay. But I don't think people understand that that doesn't work anymore. That's what I'm saying no to. So what is it they're supposed to be doing that would work? Okay. I think that you have to, I think you should do that. And I think that that is still important. Mail is still important of some kind, some kind of, but you should also door knock. You should also call. You should also do events, different types of ways to connect with people of that community. So like a lot of times, this is a place where you live, perhaps. This is your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Well, totally different. I mean, I guess you can geo-farm your neighborhood. I call that just connecting with your neighbors. Like to me, the geo-farm is you don't know anybody and you're going to build the relationship. I understand they're the same in theory, but yeah, I think where you live, you should work on building those relationships. Okay, so let's say that it is a neighborhood. First of all, you have to pick a neighborhood if you're going to do it. It needs to be a neighborhood where there's enough movement for it to make sense. Because a lot of people will just pick a neighborhood out of a hat. You need to, like, if you're going to pick some random neighborhood that's not where you live, 
And even if you do live in a neighborhood, you should make sure there's enough movement there for it to make Mm -hmm. sense, Mm -hmm. right? It's a place that you want to be. It's a price point that you want to be in, things like that, right? Yep. But let's say you pick one out of a hat, then does that make sense? I still think it makes sense, but you have to do more than just dropping off and mailing things. You have to door knock. You have to be kind of like the expert of that neighborhood. You have to have also a little bit of some kind of tie there. Like, even if it's just, you sold a house there, that's fine. Now, what are, what is the reality? Do you think of the average agent doing what's necessary to have success in a cold geo farm? It's two years. And my question is, what's the likelihood of somebody sticking with that? Let's just be real. I mean, that's up to them. I know, but this is why I say no. Okay. It's because we we tell agents this is this great idea and you know, whatever, and they freaking do three mailers. They're not getting any response. They can't afford the next mail. They stop. And I, I say- But that doesn't mean it's not a good idea. That means that they didn't understand what they were getting into. That's a totally different conversation. Well, I, I agree with you on that. I think anything if done properly, consistently over time will work. The just, that's kind of- As long as it's like in line with you, right? Right. So like you can't, yeah, I agree with that. And we did the, uh, we did a podcast on that about like, how long should you try something before it doesn't work? And I think what we realized in there, it does depend on what it is that, what is the tactic and the marketing thing that you're going to do? How authentic is it to you? And what does it really take to do this thing? And Mm -hmm. a geo farm is two years. And that is why I don't think it is viable. I don't, I'm not saying it won't work. I'm mm-hmm. saying it's not. Um, it's most of them are out of the business. Maybe that's right. Maybe the viable is the wrong word. I just don't think it's realistic. First of all, agents won't do their homework and do the research. What you said is freaking critical. Like understand what the attrition is. Right. Uh, you've got to understand the dynamics of the market. In that yeah, but I just don't think because you won't do the work does not mean it's a bad idea. Um, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'm saying it's a bad idea because very few agents will actually do what needs to be done to make this generate leads. Okay. They're not door knocking. They're not going to do the mailer or they're going to do some mailer that doesn't connect with people. Right. They're not going to go out on a limb and put on an event. Okay. They don't understand how to convert people. Like you're not converting people from an event into a sale. You're converting people from an event over onto your Facebook page or over into right. some sort of It's a multi-step. Right, right. It does take, it does take something to farm an area. It can be done if you do it the correct way, yeah. but haphazardly doing anything is not a good way. For sure. For sure. I just think this one in particular, first of all, you've got to have money for this. Mm-hmm. This, this is not cheap. No, you gotta have money to pour into this. It's an expensive way to go about it. it. So for me, if I had the thousands of dollars it would need to take to commit to this and the time, the the runway that it is needed, I would take that money and I would pour into my most important relationships, my biggest fans, my past clients that know and love me that can generate referrals a lot more quickly. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it is the most efficient way to do business today. Especially you can't door knock right now. People are like, yeah, where's your you can door knock. And here's a little, little door knocking tip for people, okay. especially some of our male friend agents is to carry a gift bag with you and put your flyers or your door knockers in there. And then let them pick it out. No, 
you can still pick it out and you need to carry rubber bands too, in case you have to attach it to the door. But Mm -hmm. if you carry a gift bag, people are more likely to open the door for you. Because they're like, oh, there's something for me. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe you could just put your flyers in a like a bouquet of flowers. Yeah, exactly. Flowers are for them. It's this is the floor. Or have your kid with you in the stroller or something. See, when I go door knocking, people like I look like the people in the neighborhood. They think I'm like a mom or whatever. And so you grab a kid in a wagon. I don't. And I adopt a kid. No, I don't. Me and kids. (laughs) Rent a kid for the day. But I look like I'm a suburban mom. Right. So they always answer the door for me. But like, if you are, if you don't look like that, or you're like, you know, you could be misconstrued for like a religious right. door knocker or something. This is right. when like the gift bag comes in handy. I like that tip. I like that tip. If you're going to do it. I think right. you and I, I agree, agree on, on the, that. No. Yeah. 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 I think we agree that certainly you could get results. I'm just a firm believer that there's, it's like, it's like our team's good for agents there. Of course there, you know, 5% of, of our industry could perform a team at a high level, but the, uh-huh. for the far majority, this is not a good idea. doesn't mean it doesn't work. I think we're going to have to go back to our corner. We're both pretty adamant about this. We need a break. We need a break. All right. We're going to take a short break here. A word from our sponsor. And when we return, we'll have the final punches. Do you have an entrepreneur mindset? Do you believe in the power of building wealth versus just selling houses? There's a new kind of business model for realtors, and you owe it to yourself to see why top agents and teams are aligning their future with the fastest growing real estate company in the world. EXP Realty, tomorrow's brokerage today. For more information or a private discussion, go to the Toe to Toe Podcast Facebook page and send a private message telling us you'd like to learn more about EXP Realty. Welcome back. Now, before we ring the bell for the final round, Jen, are we like, are we going to the streets on this one? Do you have any other opinions on this? <laughs> well, stay tuned for the tiebreaker. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. All right. Fine. Fine. All right. Say your piece, Monica. While anything, if done over time and with great intensity, can work, I think that geofarming today is too too long of a runway for most agents to stick with it because you have to build that re- uh, that trust, that rapport, that relationship and doing it through little mailers or little opportunities for door knocking or events just isn't what most agents will do. So they're not going to do it right. So it's not going to work. I think you could take that money, pour it into your most important relationships, show up as a human being first, deepen and strengthen those relationships Mm -hmm. and have better results than trying to make 300 new friends in a place you don't know anybody. But see, and I think that especially if you're like maybe new to an area or something like that, that this yeah. is a great way because it's a very structured way to communicate with people. Yeah. Because already you don't know people, all these things you've done. Let's assume that you've done the research and this is the, this neighborhood is a good neighborhood. It has a lot of movement, people buying and selling at irregular intervals, things like that. And actually, Monica, can you give us tips on how we would figure that out? On what? The attrition rate. Oh, so you can look back over the past X number of years, whatever, see how many homes have gone on the market, check out the expires. Maybe five years could be good. Five years, I think, would be good. Mm-hmm. Now you take the number of sales and you divide it, uh, or you take the number of houses divided by the number of sales, and you can kind of see what percentage of houses are selling on a regular basis there. And is it worth your while? If you've got two people moving every year in a market, what? Well, Not you know, worth it. 
you, right. that's, that's not very much. But if you've got, I don't know, 10% of the homes turning over, that's you know, 30 out of 300. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. And that's it. That's really good advice. So I think if let's assume you found the right neighborhood, I think for somebody like me, I like the structure of it because it's like, I'm going there, I'm focusing on that. Like I can grab intensity around the focus of that neighborhood. I can intentionally do things in that neighborhood, host events, host a food truck, door knock, like the conversation, I can set up a portal for myself of everything that um, goes on the market, comes off the market, like in that neighborhood, I can make calls into that neighborhood. And I know what I'm saying. And I know what I'm talking about. So I personally, I like the structure and it can work. I agree with you though, to your point, you have to be like everything. Like people do this with cold calling. It makes me insane. They'll be like, well, I cold called a FISBO one time and he was me. Right. Okay. Well, how many people did you date before you met your spouse? More than one. Okay. So relax. Call again. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, if I were going to do it, if I was like moved, I think your point of moving into a new area, sometimes you don't have your sphere to operate within, but I would provide a, some sort of service for that neighborhood, whether it be create the Facebook page, the Mm -hmm. community Facebook page for them, Mm -hmm. or some sort of resource for the neighborhood that maybe gave them competitor, competitor information. You know, there's certainly probably another neighborhood, the pricing is about the same and Mm -hmm. buyers would buy in either that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe I do a VIP program for the neighborhood. They get to borrow this margarita machine and I have this ladder and I have, you know, whatever. Like what I would come from contribution in some way, so I could really get to know people quickly. Well, and the cost can also be cut. It doesn't have to be you. You can get like the the lender, the lender or whatever uh, to, to go in. Yeah. yeah, right. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Thanks. You too. Yeah. I also think that you brought up something that I want to make sure people hear too. Even if you do move to a new area, a lot of people don't realize you can still talk to your sphere. You would just get referrals. Right. Like right. you could still make the referral money. So it's not, people forget that. We should do an episode on that. Yeah, we should. How to make money in your old hometown or, or another market yeah, where I you like have it. influence. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think that's going to be the end of today's battle though. What do you think? I think we should. Do you think there was a knockout today? Do you agree with Jen? Do you think I'm spitting some truth? What do you think here? Hashtag our Facebook page. Whatever. I'm not sure. I think most agents are going to be like, yeah, Monica, I'm with you. Just because you're not willing to do the work doesn't mean it's a bad idea. <laughs> Go to our Facebook page. That's Realtor Fight Club Podcast. And uh, let us know what you think. Interested. And if you've had success with this or massive failure with this, we would love to hear about it because we can learn from both. Exactly. And of course, if you're interested um, in EXP and you have some questions, feel free to call or text me 513-400-1691. All right. Thanks, Monica. All right, Jen. See you next time. Hey, everyone. I'm here with our tiebreaker, Marianne Reese. Welcome back to the show, Marianne. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Great. So I wanted to have you on. You are a high profile agent here in Cincinnati. And one of your the ways that you've done a lot of your business is through a geographic farm. Mm-hmm. So I want to could you tell us a little bit more about that? And if you think it's a good way to do business now? And what does it take? Um, Yeah, I think, so advertising is about reach and frequency. Mm -hmm. So the important thing about any type of advertising is 
the quality and quantity of the reaches mm -hmm. and then the frequency. Um, okay. So the, the only thing not to do is to try one thing one time and then say, well, that didn't work because right. that never does. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can tell you that for free. You don't have to spend any money to do right. that. <laughs> and then as far as, as far as geographic farming goes, I think that we all have to kind of reframe the way we think about geographic marketing today versus when I first got my license, which was 16 years ago. So for example, mm -hmm. when we, when we hold an open house, we pay um, Facebook to send that open house post to everyone in that zip code. Okay. And that's a very economical way to get on people's feed. So if somebody is looking for a move up house or they're looking for something different, that mm -hmm. house will come up in their feed. Um, they also have the technology of people that are searching for homes in that geography that they can, you can buy those touches. Oh, like get, a targeted ad. Uh, it's a, it's like nice. a targeted ad. So so that is a type of geographic farming, but it's not the same as like when I first got my license and I went around my neighborhood and knocked on everyone's right. door and had an introductory letter that I'm in real estate now. Mm -hmm. Although door knocking is, is still a thing. I think it's a little bit dicey with COVID right now, mm -hmm. but there's nothing like face-to-face -face contact. Yeah. So, so do you, I know that, you know, you specialize in like one particular kind of like neighborhood or area here in Cincinnati. Yep. Are you, and you're talking about frequency of touches and are you doing those touches now with that yep. neighborhood? Okay. Yep. So if, if you were going to start your career over, would you, would you do that again? You mean go knock on doors? Uh, go do like your Mount Lookout touches that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that like, there's so many benefits to having a concentrated geographic area. For example, when we have a listing in a geography and we're doing an open house, we'll have, you know, all kinds of directionals and signs and what have you. And then let's say you have two or three listings in the same neighborhood and you have, you know, say two or three signs for each one. Right. And suddenly you have nine signs and people are right. like, Oh my God, I see your signs everywhere. Um, That's true. So that kind of that, and then that instills confidence in the people that live in that area that you are an expert in the area. Yeah, um, and then you kind of have to go and prove that to them when you meet with them. But it's certainly so when you're talking about the frequency of the communicating with them, it sounds like it's open houses, door knocks. Like, what else are you doing to instill that confidence and get your name out there? And how often? Are you um, well, you know, theoretically you you should be doing you should be doing it every day. I can't say that I do, but um <laughs> that would be right. ideal. So um just listed and just sold calls. So mm -hmm. calling around the geography. So you know, much of our database lives in this area too. So when we have a listing and we do just listed, just sold calls we will stretch that geography. It's not just the 20 houses around it, but it's like anybody that we know that lives around there that's going to be driving by that we will call them and say, hey, we're listing a house. It's going on the market on Thursday. 
do you know anybody that would be a good fit for it? So that does a a number of things. It's one, it's, it's uh, still doing business call. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, keeping in touch with your database. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's also promoting your listing. So I also had a thought too, you could really call the people of like wherever the buyers live now, you could call those people too. Because yep. it could, it's it's likely most people will only live, they'll move within a couple miles most of the yep. time. So yep. that's still technically a geographic farm mm-hmm. or it's close. Yep. What so, do you think? A lot of people think like a geographic farm is like an expensive way to get business. What are your thoughts on that? Well, just listed just sold calls. You know, we use Vulcan 7, which I don't know what we pay for that a month. Maybe, I don't know, $100, $125 a month. And so if you get one listing as a result of that, that's well worth it. But mm-hmm. Vulcan 7 also, you can do your expired, you can do your for sale by owners, you can do mm-hmm. all different types of calls. Mm-hmm. But for just listed, just sold, it's a pretty, I think it's pretty economical. The social media um, boost, gosh, I think we pay like 10 bucks a week or something to promote okay. our houses that way. So that's mm-hmm. not super expensive. Now, direct mail, which was my next... So we talked about social media. We talked about just mm-hmm. listed, just sold. Mm-hmm. We talked about door knocking. And then the fourth way that I have on my list is direct mail. Mm-hmm. That is not inexpensive. And yeah. the thing about direct mail is you really have to commit to a campaign to make it worthwhile. So how long and how I would, much? Well, I would say... If you're doing just listed, just sold postcards, you know, that's not super expensive, but I also don't think it's very effective because that's kind of a one-off thing. But if you want to do a neighborhood, I would say that you would want to, you would want to hit it at least once every 60 days. And then after you do it for a year or so, <clears throat> you could probably stretch it to once a quarter. Okay. But you want to be sure that everyone is getting is seeing your name associated with listings in the neighborhood at least every 60 days for like they're thinking thinking, like wow she's really yeah doing a lot or what have you um so but that can that can be expensive if you think about it i think a postcard costs about a dollar a piece with production and postage so if you're doing a thousand households and you're doing that six times a year, that's $6,000. Right. So it just depends on how, I mean, you know, if you get one good listing that pays for all those postcards, but, and then, you know, you can also see if your broker will share the cost or what have you. Or the lender or somebody. Or somebody. Yeah. You can, you can kind of co-market that. But what do you think? I mean, you pretty much dominate that market. Is it as because you were doing, you were making the calls, you were door knocking, you were sending mail? I mean, is that well? Is that nothing, what you attribute that nothing to? brings more business like signs. <laughs> so the, <laughs> the more listings you have in a specific geography, the more dominant people perceive you to be, and then you get calls saying, you know, I see your signs everywhere, right? Um, and so I wanted to see if you would like to interview to list my house. Well, and a lot of people too, I tell them, if, even if you have the buyer, your buyer, when it closes, they'll let you put your sign up for a couple yep. of weeks or a yep. month. And we do that. So go we ahead and that. do that. You know, I had like, a 60 client agent that I used to work with that got really mad at me 
for doing that in the neighborhood that she lived in. She had the listing. <laughs> Even we better. Sold we sold the house. We put the sign up for, and you know, she, she was like, she, she sent me a text message and said, WTF. And I'm like, don't you do that? Like, why wouldn't right. you do that? Why not? <laughs> and she was like, oh, I guess that's oh. probably a good idea. And, you know, she kind of backed off, but anyway. That's hilarious. The direct mail. And then uh, I think the other thing that I tell new agents all the time is there's nothing like um, market knowledge to bring credibility to you, particularly mm. as a new agent. Mm-hmm. So back in the olden days when we used to have parties, like if I went to a Christmas party in a given neighborhood, mm-hmm. I would always check the comps before I, um, oh, good idea. And, and then people would say, oh, have you seen that house over on that street, the next street over? And, and then I'm like, oh, the one with the purple yeah. basement. Yeah, I did. I did see that. And that doesn't mean that I've walked into it, but I saw the picture. You could, you could preview right. it on your way. Right. So, so I think that is really important to make sure that you know more about what is going on in real estate in that farm than anyone that you talk to. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So if you're going to farm, make sure you know what's going on in the neighborhood, what's coming on, what went pending in two days. Oh yeah. That one went in multiple offers. I heard they had 16 offers, whatever, whatever it is, but just keep up on it because people, people will ask you. Um, yeah. The other thing that I think is important about farming is to, to project yourself as always working. So mm-hmm. that means this is hard, but not wearing sweats to the grocery store, looking <laughs> like you're going to an appointment or coming from an appointment. That's a great um, idea. Yeah. When you go to church, you know, look like you're, you know, look like you're coming from an appointment or going to an appointment and always you know, and whenever somebody says, how's business, I tell new agents this all the time. I don't care if you sold one house last year and you've sold two this year. My business has doubled this year. I'm so excited. You you have to be positive about what is going on in real estate. That was, that's a lot easier now (laughs) during the recession, but during the recession, you had to think about really great things to say all the time. And then, or be like, Hey, are you, are you buying or selling? You know exactly, yeah. And every <laughs> I ask, every, or who do you know that's buying or selling? I think that's yeah. And then I put down uh, previewing every single property that comes on the market in your farm. You have to see. You have to walk through every single, mm-hmm. every single house, and that's just that's just a habit. You just have to get into if something yeah. comes on the market. It used to be that we did it every Tuesday, but that's not really a thing anymore but you have to designate a time during the week that you're going to go and preview so that you know what, what is going on, particularly before an open house, which is my last, the last thing I had on my list is open houses. I know Mike Ferry doesn't like open houses, but open houses have been a great source of business for us. Mm -hmm. We sell about 40% of our listings as a result of open houses and the national average is 2%. So what we tell sellers is we think the reason that that is, is because we hold, most top producers do not hold their own open houses. They send an email out to the office and anybody that has a pulse and a real estate license, they're fine to do mm-hmm. an open house. Yeah. Um, we rarely let other people do our listings. Well, because um, you're networking. Yep. It's a very, it's a very good way to, um, 
to do farming marketing. So I guess my, my, in a nutshell, what I would say is geo farming is still a very good marketing tool, but we just mm-hmm. have to reframe the thing, the way we think about it mm-hmm. with today's tools and technology. I love it. So I'm going to, these are really great points. I'm going to put them all like in a, um, in a word document. And then I also have in a document, the seventh levels of open houses. So if you're going to do an open house, like how to do it correctly, you know, like making the calls and all the things that you suggested, having the signs, holding it open yourself, things like that. So people can find that if they go to jennifermertland.com slash vault, they can find that information. But if somebody has a referral for you in Cincinnati, or they have a, a question for you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? 513-470-0564. Perfect. I, I also have an email address, but everyone misspells my name. So my phone number is definitely the best way. 513-470-0564. That's awesome. Well, that was really helpful. And I think a lot of people, it was really enlightening and some great tips. Thanks a lot, Marianne. I really welcome. appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Realtor Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.